oh, I get it now. Like people are interested in these people. People are interested in hairdressers. And then at that moment, I was like, okay, I know what I want to, I, I want to talk about. And I went to Tony with the idea. And my original pitch was, you know, I think we should be the Jimmy Fallon of hair salon of, of, of the hair world. You know, I want to start a podcast and, you know, let's introduce, let's introduce um, uh, people to, you know, again, these influencer types and, uh, and, you know, let's see what happens. And, and Tony said, well, we need to do more than that. And very wisely, he said that, you know, we have to bring some kind of value. You know, what's the value going to be? It can't be just because, you know, this person has, a, has a, an Instagram account. It has to, there has to be other value there. Hey, friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Today, you guys, I'm so excited to have my good friends on the show today. They are the hosts of Hair Industry, Your Day Off Podcast. Welcome to the show, Corey Gray and Tony Stewart. Thanks, Jen. Uh, thank you. Well, thanks for having us on, man. Thanks for uh, giving us the platform and, and, and bringing us on. That's very cool. You know, I started my podcast in December and you guys were an inspiration to me and you are the culprit of why I wanted to start a podcast as well. Cause I just thought, you know, what you guys are doing in the industry is just so beneficial. It's helpful. It's enjoyable. It's in- entertaining. And I-, I was just super moved and inspired by it. Well, thank you, man. Uh, we appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. You and a few others. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of podcasts out right now. Yeah. You know, but, but you know something, Jen, on that note, um, I mean, Tony made a joke about it, but it's so cool for us to see all the podcasts out there because our, pres- our position has always been, as long as we're doing good for the industry, we don't see it. There's, it's not competition to us. You know, as long as the industry is, is better off and being enriched by podcasts, we're like, bring them all on, man. I think it's just so fun to like connect with each other, you know, like before podcasts, you know, would we have ever crossed paths? Maybe not, you know, and now it just seems no all connected worldwide. Absolutely. Even with, you know, in the beginning, you know, you had Eric and uh, Gordon and uh, Katie Whitley. Yeah. And so, you know, our goal was to get them on our podcast. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> so it, it, so it's funny how, you know, everybody that, whether we helped or inspired, reached out to us and we remember how uh, we felt when Gordon or Eric, you know, when they accepted our invitation to be on our podcast. So we were like, yeah, anybody reaches out and wants us to be on their podcast. Don't say that. Don't say that. We have a lot of people reaching out to us now, Tone. Thanks, man. 
Corey. <laughs> re, yeah, reach out to Corey. <laughs> Corey will take care of it. <laughs> we won't have any time to do our own podcast, Jen. Um, so I just want to talk to you guys about um, how you guys got started into this industry. You know, if, uh, most of the listeners have already heard of you and are binging on your podcast. And I feel like we don't get to hear a lot about you guys and what's happening really behind the scenes. So I just kind of want to dive into how you guys got started into the beauty industry um, and kind of your journey into where you guys are at now. Well, I, it, it, it's very purposeful that people don't hear about us, you know, because we never, we never started the podcast to be a spotlight um, for us. Our, the reason we started the podcast was to celebrate the industry you know, and to celebrate the people that, that, that are in the industry. And that, that, that was the whole purpose of starting the podcast. So that didn't make sense to us that we would spotlight ourselves. You know, we figured that, you know, we just wanted to be the conduit or the, or, or, or the, the voice for the industry. We never wanted to be, you know, spotlighted, I guess is the best way to kind, to kind of say it. But, um, I mean, we, we've told the story um, a few times, but, you know, Tony and I grew up together. We actually, um, we met in high school. What did we decide? 85? Yeah, 85. 85. So we just older than you, Jen. So, <laughs> so, so we decided, you know, we, so we met in high school. Um, and then um, after we graduated high school, you know, shortly thereafter, we, we kind of fell apart for about a year. And then, you know, we get back together and I was going to start hair school. Um, I went to the military. And then as soon as I got out of the military, um, I was starting hair school. And then, you know, Tony. Was, but what inspired the hair school? Let's, let's get to, we had a friend that was a hairdresser. And he was a little older than us, but he, uh, he was dating Miss Virginia. He had this beautiful convertible Mustang. He had, he had great hair. He was just, you know, everything that you think of, of a rock star, he kind of like looked so that, you know, it was like, man, that's kind of cool. Right. And, uh, and so that's what kind of in, inspired the whole thought about, you know, checking out the hair school. And so Corey says, Hey, dude, I'm going to go check out Graham Webb. You want to go? I'm like, I got nothing else to do. Absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> and because uh, I just came back from Florida. I lived in Florida for a couple of years. Uh, uh, and Corey was in the military. And so when we got back together, uh, when Corey brought that to, to, and we had another really good friend of ours, William, who uh, went to hair school with us. So the three of us went to hair school together. Sounds like trouble. Oh yeah, well, we we have some stories there. We, like some, some of them are public though. No, no, but I, this one will be. So we're in hair school, right? We got an apartment across the street, uh, about a block away, and so um, a few of the instructors had crushes, I would say, on a couple of us. But uh, so we were allowed to get away with a, uh, some some things. So at lunchtime in the summertime, we would host. Look at look at Corey. We would host a pool party, and so everybody from school at lunchtime would come to the pool. To the pool, even the instructors. Everybody got a, a little drunk and tipsy. So what I would do is that I would take the because we had these stamps, right? So I would take these these stamps while everybody's having fun, and I took Corey's, mine, and William's book and start checking off all these things that we didn't want to do, like like perm wraps. Yeah. yeah, I've never done a perm up my entire career. Finger waves, <laughs> all these things. So I was checking them all off. So therefore, we never had to do them. 
And uh, so that's how we got through hair school. If it wasn't for that, I don't think we would have made it. We'd still be there waiting yeah. for our, we're doing our finger way, trying to, trying to figure out our finger ways. Yeah, because yeah, we had no clue what we were doing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, nobody really enjoys doing that part of it. So yeah, we didn't. What, what happened then after beauty school? What You graduated and then... Well, actually, when we were in school, we worked at a, a, a place called Lay Shop. And so Corey had the, uh, the afternoon shift and I had the evening shift. And so I have to, I have to throw this out to the world because Corey's the reason why I left this, this salon. He stole me under the bus. I'm throwing him under the bus. So we worked at the salon together. It was our first shop together, right? And, uh, and so Corey would sit there all day long observing, learning. And when I get there... I couldn't do that because I had to clean up because nobody has cleaned up all day long. So I was doing everything. And I, so I, I went to the owner, I went to Corey, I said, look guys, if this doesn't change, I'm leaving. And so here it is two weeks later, things didn't change. So I was like, I'm out of here. Peace. Uh, and so we, we went our separate ways for a little while. And uh, so he was, he stayed, you stayed in the lace shop for a while, right? Yeah. I, that's when I went to uh, a company called David's Beautiful People. And I, and so actually I went to Waleed's first. Yeah. Uh, you can but, skip that. Yeah. So I went to David's Beautiful uh, People and that's when PR and partners bought them at that location out. And that's how I got to be a part of PR and partners. But I was there uh, at David's for about a year uh, as an assistant when PR and partners took over. And that's probably the best thing that happened to us because then a year later you joined us, right? Yeah, yeah. Year or two later. Yeah. yeah. I joined and then I mean PR Partners is a great institution. I mean, it's a great hairdressing institution in DC. I mean, if if into this day uh, to this day, if there's hairdressers that are starting out, I go, dude, you've got to do their assistant program. It's just so they have their own school within the within the salon. Um they have what, fifteen salons now? Yeah. Yeah, they have like fifteen salons now, so they can fill the school and they have their own school and, and it's it's by far the best I put, I put in quotations, uh, 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 apprentice program um, in the DC area. It's different, right? So like if you're a hairdresser for them and you wanted to own your own salon, he would go in partnerships with you and that's how it grew to, you know, so all 15 salons, I think 13, 12 or 13 of them has a partner that used to be a hairdresser within the company. So he, you know, he'll branch out to invest with you like that. Um, it's also been great too, because I mean, through those years, through the PR partners years, we, um, I mean, just think about how many hairdressers we got to meet, you oh know, I mean, God. the hundreds upon hundreds of hairdressers that we got to meet that came through that program. I mean, there's very, very few hairdressers in DC that hasn't been affected by that program one way or the other, you know, whether you work there or whatever. And then, you know, we've had some, uh, we've, we've had some pretty, uh, cool people come through that program, like Lynn. Um, who does all the hair for uh, for Project Runway? He's the uh, he's the what are they, he has a title, but it's like I don't know head hairdresser or he directs all the hairdressers for 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 uh, Project Runway when that was out. Um, and then Jackie Davis was on that team, and then um, and then actually uh, Philip Wolf, um, uh, who's in LA now, Philip came through our program as well. So uh, it is it, a it, we've got to learn and got to meet a lot of different hairdressers. And then there's, there's, there's just hundreds upon hundreds of other great hairdressers that aren't necessarily household names that, that also came through the program, you know, that, that we get, we always see like, you know, we go to anything here in the DC area, you know, you usually run into somebody. So, and, and you guys had a lot to do then with their training program as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I first joined the company, uh, there was only, they only had two shops and, uh, 
And so he was uh, about to take over this small franchise, well, not a franchise, but a small company that had three or four salons. And they came, they approached Reg about, uh, you know, for him to take over. And when we talked about it, I said, if we're going to do this, then we, we need to start, you know, creating a culture. We need to start, uh, you know, building an educational. And what's so great about, what was great about, uh, Reg at that time. Reg Law. Reg Laws is the owner of PR Partners. I don't think we gave him a shout out, but yeah. there it is. There's the shout out. You know, if you had an idea, you know, he gave you the space and freedom to execute your idea. And if it worked, then he implemented it across the board, uh, which was fantastic. So when I came up to him about creating a cutting program uh, back then, he's like, hey, you know, if that's something you feel like we need and you're passionate about, Hey, you know, you can take the reins and he gave me the reins on that. And I put together this little team and we, uh, busted our butts and we created the, this cutting program and, uh, it, it, it you know, the rest is history. It, it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. And what was cool is that there was a East coast, uh, director of Tony and guy, uh, Sean, um, a couple Stradwick. of years, yeah, Shredwick. A couple of years later, uh, came on board, and then he took that and he even uh, made it even bigger and, and better than what it was. And it was just pretty cool how uh, you know you get to see something from from an idea to evolve into where, what it is today. And it, it's pretty. And amazing. again, I mean, that program that Tony that Tony put together, um, you know, at least the, the foundation of that program. I mean, you think about how many hairdressers have taken. I mean, at this point, it's probably been thousands of hairdressers that have come through that program. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's 15 salons, so you know, what's that? 300. That's 300 hairdressers at any one time. Right. And then you know, we're just with what's it called, like rollover or you know. What word am I looking for? Anyways, there's new people all Compound, the time. Compounded, uh. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, just think about the the people that 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 have that 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 program has influenced or, or, or helped out. Or, yeah, or it touches me too because we'll be, um, you know, doing something, and I I I forget how many people that we've really, uh, you know, we came in contact or touched, and you know, you'll, all of a sudden you you'll, they'll give us a shout out like, oh my God, Tony and Corey, you you're my mentors. You know, you taught me blah 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 blah. But yeah, because we, we would work seven days a week. We would work behind the chair for four days, and then the other three days, I would go to each salon and teach implement. these, yeah, implement the program. And uh, it, it, it was a pretty cool time. That's incredible. And then, Corey, you, were you the color director? I was the color director for the company, but but same, you know, kind of what Tony was doing. Um, uh, I, I met up with a couple people, and we started like a color program, They're like a color foundation program. Um, that was with uh, Miss Glennis. God, for the world of me, I can't remember Glennis's last name right now. She's going to kill me. She will call me. Um, but but anyway, so I, I teamed up with Glennis and then Bill, Glennis Bill. Thank you, dude. <laughs> so I, I, I teamed up with Glennis and, and a couple other people and we kind of, we sat down for, I don't know, it seemed like a year and just kind of like working out what the foundation program would look like or feel like and all that stuff. And then just coming up with all the, all the programs, um, you know, just like, okay, this is what a color wheel looks like. And then we would talk about, okay, well, how should that look? How should the color wheel look? You know, and, and this is the day before like Google and stuff. So, you know, you, you didn't have like, you know, you, we had to create all the images and all the, and everything that we we're going to use in the program. Um, so, and now Glennis is, uh, she's, she's, she's working with uh, like Well International now or something. I mean, yeah. she's, and she, she's, she's, Glennis Beal is just an amazing, an amazing woman. She, she's the type of person that like, she just gets shit done. You know, you ever meet those people like, like it's done before you know it's done. You know, it's, it's done before she says it's done. 
you know, before she talks about it, it it's complete. And that, and, and, and she was just a great inspiration. Um, a great, just a great friend. I mean, she still is a great friend uh, to this day. And she actually sat in with us last year. Premier. Well, yeah, last year at premiere, um, uh, the, uh, Katie May, the woman that usually, um, travels with us and, and takes care of our travel stuff. Uh, she couldn't make it. So Glennis uh, filled in for her and, and, and she was awesome, man. You know, she's just, she's just an amazing, amazing woman. I, I just had that natural chemistry because we worked with her. Oh yeah. So long, I mean, right? exactly. We've known her forever, but, but yeah, so uh, we did the, we, we set up the uh, color foundation program and then. Because if you uh, just see us on the podcast, you're like, yeah, there's no way these guys are hairdressers. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Robert Cromines? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We went into interview Robert Cromines and he was like, why are these construction workers here to see? <laughs> like, thanks, Robert. <laughs> he still gives us a hard time about that whenever we see him. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so, so you guys developed this program, helped out with the mentoring. What happens after that? Did you guys? How long did you guys stay there for? I was there for about fourteen years, and then. Um, I left uh, after 14 years. I went to another salon called Bella Bethesda, which is in Bethesda, Maryland. And um, uh, again, just you know, you meet you meet you meet these people in your life when you were meant to meet them. And um, and I met Stacy Ramirez, who was the owner of, of the salon. And um, she's really the one that kind of brought me out of my shell. She's really the one that kind of like I, I I think I think some of the, the most powerful phrase in the world is for someone else to say that they believe in you. You know, and I think Stacy kind of gave me that room to say that I believe in you. I mean, I was ready to hear it. Like, although Reg gave us a a lot of a, a lot of rope, um, when I was younger, I was more likely to hang myself with that rope than to really like own that rope, if that makes sense. Um, so then, so Stacy again, she just she gave me a lot of space to uh to kind of grow. Um, she she put me ahead of the mentoring program, so I was mentoring um like some of the assistants and stuff. And it wasn't mentoring as far as like here hold the hair at forty five degrees or that kind of stuff, but just like our one on ones and 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 you know what are we accomplishing and stuff. And that was that kind of opened my eyes to you know how 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 one can inspire. I think is the best way. Yeah, we interviewed there together. Uh, and we, you know, and then I decided not to go because, uh, and you went for me, it just it wasn't the time because, you know, even though I guess I didn't see the, the, the as much value for me as he did for himself, and so I decided to stay with PR and Partners probably another six years. Um, but it was, you know, the company going from when I first started at two to 15. It, you can see how, I mean, for a young hairdresser, still to this day, it's phenomenal. But you can see the transitioning of, of, of just the culture and value of it for, for me changed so much that, you know, I just felt like it was just time for me to move on. It, you know, I wasn't needed anymore in a sense. And, uh, you know, so I kind of pulled myself you know, back a little bit and, and kind of recalculated my, my options and then went into a studio suite. Was that, um, was that challenging or did it feel lonely? The fact that your, your buddy, your high school buddy was at a different place than where you were at? No, I mean, I, because I, I've been around all these people for all that time. So, I mean, they've all felt, you know, felt like family. I've, I've trained them, you know, at, at one point uh, or another. So my brother's at PR Partners. He's still at PR Partners, you know. So it's like, 
you know, they were family as well. So I, it's not like, you know, when he left, like, you know, I, I felt like I was being deserted. You know what I mean? Because we were still good friends. So even though we weren't work together, we we still hung out quite a bit as far as family functions and barbecues and stuff like that. We'd still communicate it. And our, our, our families are really close, you know? So like, you know, we have daughters that are similar age and our wives are good friends and stuff. So it wasn't like we were out of each other's life. We were just at, you know, it seemed, well, I mean, it wasn't my work wife anymore. (laughs) Yeah. He wasn't my work wife. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So you guys are both in um, a a salon suite now. Uh What, what going from being in a an educator's uh position at a large salon um and then Corey you left and then to 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 go from that into a salon suite it's kind of a culture shock in a way and it's definitely very different not that it's bad um it's just very different like what what was that transition like for you um, I think, I think, you know, if once again, we're, we're at the, we've been in the industry for, at this point for, you know, 30 years, you know, so, you know, at, at that point we were in 24, 25 years. I mean, I just think that you're kind of ready for that. You know, you're kind of ready. Your ego is no longer like, like energized by, by, by necessarily being on a team or, or that kind of stuff. You know, you just feel more comfortable in your own shoes. So you're not relying on other people's shoes to get through the day. I don't know. Is that, that's kind of. I mean, not being like catty or weird or anything, just, just, you know, I think it's, it's just time. You know, I think these things happen when, when, when the time is right. And over that time too, we've, you know, you, you build such a clientele to where, you know, it's, it's more than just a client. You know what I mean? They, they're coming, they're visiting, they're, they're like family as well. They, there's a special relationship with those long-term client. Um, and so, and we're in a suite, we're not in a single suite. So I had, uh, a partner in my suite and she was with PR and partners for uh, almost 20 years as well. Uh, Corey, he has a partner in his suite and he was with PR and partners for 15 years. So there's four of us literally next to each other that been at PR partners for all that time. And and so when their clients come in, I know, I know them because I've seen them for the last 20 years and they know my clients. So you still have that energy and you know, it's a different kind of suite. It's not like you walk in and the client has to find your studio. Our suite, there's a front desk, there's a waiting area, there's a service bar. And so, and then you have all the suites, right? And so all of us are connected. We're outside. Uh, we have once a month, we have, uh, we call it town hall meetings and stuff like that. So you still have some of the, some of the uh, function of a salon. Wow. That's amazing. And which I did bring to that company as well. <laughs> Cause when I first started there, he only had one. Now he has like eight. Yeah. Right? Counting motives. But sweet owner. Yeah. And when, when, when we first started, I said, look, I said, you know, I said, what's missing is that you need to put together a book. So make it easier for somebody who's, who, is interested in becoming a suite owner, but they have no clue of, of what to do as far as insurance and all these different things. Let's put up together a book. So that way you can hand out to them and they know exactly how to tackle it. Boom, boom, boom. And you're all set up. And then let's get together once a month and like share ideas and how we can make this uh, more of a, of a better uh, fit for all the stylists. And it's not mandatory, but if you want to be a part of of a salon field it's open for you you know and then now it rotates at different salon uh suites 
throughout the company, which is pretty That's cool. Well, it, it certainly did pre-COVID. You yeah, know, everything pre-COVID. changed since COVID, yeah. right? Definitely. So when did you guys decide that we're going to start a podcast? Um, I, yeah, I was an early adopter to podcasts. So I had started listening to podcasts in probably like 2008 or 2009. Um, I listened to Rogan a lot. I mean, that's, that, that was, that was my, that, that's my love bug right there. You know, so I listened to Rogan for a long time and early on in Rogan's podcast, he kept saying like, everybody needs a podcast, you know? And, you know, my thought was like up to that point, like we had always, you know, like educated again, this is, this is one length of this is 45 degrees or, you know, how do you talk about color and stuff without showing it? So I couldn't quite figure out like, what would the conversation be that would be a benefit to the industry? You know, and I just couldn't figure it out. And then in 2017, we're very lucky too, um, where the, the salon suite that we're in is like a mile or two miles away from a B-Scene studios. So, um, he, which he was in our studios before he opened up B-Scene. He was yeah, yeah, Lynn was there before. Yeah. He was in our, our studio suite as well. So, um, so B-Scene had, he kind of had like a, I don't know for the lack of a better word, like an influencer kind of photo shoot. So you know, uh, Ricky Hergazito was there. Philip Wolf was there. Um, Kelly uh, Kelly O from um, from uh, Canada was there. Of course, B Scene was there. Um, I think Maggie was there. Um, and just you know, just these big faces and these big names from Instagram were all there. It was there. really the BTC crew at that time. Yeah, yeah it was the BTC uh, crew at that at that time. Um, and then, uh, so, uh, you know, uh, like we said, Philip came th- up through our salon. So, and I hadn't seen him in a few years. So, you know, Friday night he texted me, he's like, Hey bro, I'm going to be in DC on Monday. And I was like, all right, man, I'll come down and see you. So long story short is I went down to see Philip. And, um, when I was there, um, you know, I ended up being his, you know, professional photographer. Everybody kept handing me their phones. Like you take a picture with Philip with me, you know? So <laughs> that's what I did for the day. And then, um, as I was leaving there, like it dawned on me, I go, Oh, I get it now. Like people are interested in these people. People are interested in hairdressers. And then at that moment, I was like, okay, I know what I want to. I I, I want to talk about. And I went to Tony with the idea. And my original pitch was, you know, I think we should be the Jimmy Fallon of hair salon of of, of the hair world. You know, I want to start a podcast and you know let's introduce let's introduce um, uh, people to you know again these influencer types and uh, and you know let's see what happens. And and Tony said, well, we need to do more than that. And very wisely, he said that, you know, we have to bring some kind of value. You know, what's the value going to be? It can't be just because, you know, this person has a, has a face, an Instagram account. It has to, there has to be other value there. So, um, you know, that was the smartest thing ever because immediately that's how we started to book it. That's how we started to grow. It was like, well, what, what value are we bringing or what value is the conversation bringing and not just, not just a, Hey, this is Jennifer and she's very awesome. You know, it had to be, well, what, well, what can Jennifer offer the conversation? And then, you know, and that, and that's how we started to book the podcast, you know? How did you guys come up with uh, the name? Um, which one? Your day off or hair industry? Both. Okay. So your day off was my idea. And uh, my thought with your day off was that we, we knew that we were going to release our podcast on Mondays and Mondays traditionally in our industry has always been the day that not only that we have the day off, but it's a day that we share, um, we share ideas or, or, you know, all of our classes are done on Mondays, right? Or all of our, when we go to New York to, to the New York classes, it's always Sunday and Monday. So, you know, the idea was just like, okay, what's well, your day off? And, and like every other, your day off here, here's some value for you. Um, and then the hair industry word, we, we, Tony came up with it. You know, I don't know how he came up with it, but, uh, but it was, it's one of those things like he goes, what do you think about the word hair industry? And he was kind of like, like he wasn't sure if it was a dumb idea or not, but immediately like in a second, 
in a second, I was like, that's it. Like, it's just there. You know, it, it says everything. Was I right? Yeah. Were you not sure about the word? Yeah, I, it was just, yeah, I was playing around with it. I'm like, you know, it's the hair industry. We get rid of the IN, hair industry, and that's incorporated as a, you know, thing. And I was just, it's, yeah, it's like, all right, well, people get it. You know, I was, I was just, I was thinking if, if people are going to understand it or not. And so I was like, hey, what do you think, man? And uh, yeah, I'm glad we did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's brilliant. I love it. So how many episodes have you guys done? This is kind of a trap because I'm not really mm -hmm. sure, but I think we're right around 300 episodes. About 300? Yeah. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. I'm not really sure on the number. A lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot of hours. Us, can you tell us a little bit about some of the guests that you've had on? It sounds like you are really, really trying to showcase and, and spotlight some of the major influencers into the industry. Um, which ones have really moved you guys the most i mean we cannot have this conversation without talking about daniel mason jones you know daniel yeah. mason jones the first podcast that 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 we did with him was was it, it was really nice because it was a different it was a different kind of podcast than we had done before you know it, it was raw it was truthful it was tear-filled it was um it was, it was just, I don't know. It was just so, so much different. His story is so incredibly inspiring and, and, but, but that inspiration comes from a deep, deep, dark place, you know? So it, it, it was, and he's so giving, yeah. you know, and he, and he's so open and he, he's just an open book and he, and it's just a, when you look in, it's just, it's beautiful. He's just a beautiful human being. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Um, and you've, you've had a few guests on your show multiple times too. Who do you love bringing back onto the show? I mean, Nina, I love yeah, I know. Right. I mean, we've brought Nina on a bunch of times. We've brought Tim Fisk on a bunch of times, you know, but they're coming on for different reasons, Gavin. right? Like Gavin. Um, yeah, you know, because they've got a lot of value to, to offer. Right. And, and, and what we do with those is so in case you have, you don't know, or you haven't understood what so mondays we kind of like that's when we release our like hey kind of get to know you kind of thing now this isn't 100 percent, but this is how we kind of we try to do it is you know this is our guest and you know get to know this guest and then thursdays is like we, we put all the bs aside you know it's not about who you are or what you're doing but it, well it is it's it's exactly what you're doing you know and like how what can you Here's whether whether five steps or yeah you know seven steps to negotiating a lease you know we had peter mahoney on it and told you how to uh, the best way to negotiate a lease, uh, those type of things, like really kind of focus around improving your business, your shop, your, or your, your life, your something. Yeah. Uh, you it's, know, it's just the business side of it or, you know, how can you just be better, you know, and without saying, without going through the whole, like, where'd you come from and all that kind of stuff, you know, which we like to do too, but you know, it's just, That's we have Monday. different spaces for it. Yeah. Those are Mondays. Exactly. Well, I kind of think of Thursdays, sorry, but I kind of think of Thursdays as like the cover of a magazine, you know, Cosmopolitan says the nine best ways to X, right? That's our Thursdays. Our Thursdays are like, let's just get to it. Let's just get right into the magazine article. Yeah. And, and like you were saying, like you want to be able to add value and, you know, and really help to transform or benefit other hairstylists in the industry. One of, the, one of the episodes that I love binging on, um, and I'll like listen to it over and over, is um, the episode, one of the episodes you had with Gavin mm -hmm. um, Salisbury. 
Salisbury, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was just like brilliant talking about business, talking about the numbers. And it was just like, he just had so much to offer. And the questions that you guys were asking him too was just like, I'm taking notes. I listened to it about five times. <laughs> oh, awesome. Gavin, you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Love Gavin. Gavin, you know, he's part of the whole uh, summit. And uh, he has, he's a salon owner, boutiques. Uh, he has a boutique in his salon. And he's just an amazing uh, guy. And, and we, we really appreciate that he came on uh, several times to share mm -hmm. his knowledge. Yeah, he's so articulate too. Like he just like, he has a way, he has a way of simplifying it. You know, and he has a way of like, okay, these are big ideas and big numbers, but let's simplify it to like, you know, like, like you were, like you were saying, like, you know, when he simplifies it down like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. Um, how has, has there been a particular guest that has transformed your business? Whew. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, we had, uh, we had a grief coach on, Right. And this hasn't transformed. It, ha it has transformed my communication with my clients. All right. So we we had this grief coach on Maureen. Maureen, Maureen Desmond. If you go back a couple months, um, we we did the podcast with her. So literally, we finished the podcast. The very next day, I go into this my studio, and I had a client who um, just lost her brother. It was out of the blue, random. She's in, in this area by in the Washington, D.C. area by herself. Her All her family's in Texas. And so uh, I, it might have been a week since she's lost her brother or whatever. And she comes in and she tells me that, you know, that she just lost her brother. And they were really, really close. And normally I, I would be like, oh, my condolences, but I would try to move on because I really didn't know how to handle that or what to say. So I would try to, you know, I would be respectful of my condolences, but that's as far as it went, right? Uh, but Maureen, uh, after that podcast, she said, you know, they, they tell you uh, because they want to talk about it. You should ask questions. You know, it's, it's not rude. It's, you know, and if they don't want to talk about it, they, they, they won't talk about it. But a lot of times they're hurting and they need somebody to talk to. I'm like, wow. So, the, so after we interviewed her the very next day, when she came in and told me that Maureen was in my head. So when she's like, my brother passed away, I'm like, I wanted to say my condolences and move on. But I'm like, all right, Maureen. So I started asking her questions about her brother and she just opened up. And, uh, you know, there was some laughter. There was, some, of course, tears. And by the end of it, uh, my client said, Tony, thank you so much. You know, it's been a week and I haven't been able to talk to anybody about it. Thank you so much for caring. And you, could, I could just see just by asking those few questions how much it meant to my client. And we just really, uh, that, that client styles relationship just went so much deeper because of that, you know. And, and so... That, that I would say Marine, even though I wouldn't have thought of Marine would have been the biggest one, but how I communicated with her and, and you know, with other clients now, it was pretty uh, special. I think it's um, so amazing, too, when you hear those things that it prepares you for something that is going to happen so quickly to you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 especially the very next day, I had no clue that but, you know, it, it was so fresh in my mind and I'm like, oh, my God, and how spot on she was with her information. And it was just, you're right. 
it just prepares you to to just handle it and just take that relationship and make it stronger. Wow. What about you, Corey? Um, I mean, after that story, come on, Jen, that's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think just being more aware, um, and certainly this is, this is from Nikki to Nina to, you know, I'm I'm a little stubborn and hardheaded. So just, just, um, just to be more aware of even what my numbers are and understanding what my numbers are. Um, honestly, the person that's kind of changed my business the most is, is, is Michelle Cook. And she's our, she's our in-house accountant, you know, but, but she, um, she's kind of, she's, she's both set up hairdistry as a company to be more of a company in, in my salon business. Um, we didn't, I, I wasn't mega happy with, with, or, or mega satisfied with, with the account that we had before. So we actually hired Michelle Cook right off the podcast. Right. Um, so she's like our personal accountant and she's my, my salon suite accountant. And without a doubt, um, you know, she's kind of set my salon suite up as a business which sounds kind of crazy and stuff, but you know, she's handling all that. Um, because I, you know, when I got into the salon suite, I'd never run a business before. I didn't know, I didn't know what all these, I think we talked about it on your podcast, you know, just, we just don't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And I didn't have a lot of guidance, um, from, um, from my, our other accountant, how to kind of do that. So Michelle has been incredibly helpful, not just for me, but for my wife and for my family and all that. Um, cause you know, again, she's our personal accountant as well as our, our business accountant, at the salon suite and she's our business accountant for hair industry. So, um, that's small business CPA. Yeah. Small, small business CPA is her Instagram. And, uh, if you're listening to this, definitely give uh, her a follow cause she's always giving out nuggets on her, on her Instagram. And she's just an incredible and incredible ally to have if you're, if you're running your own business. That's what I love so much about your guys' podcast and podcasts just in general is that one, you can hear somebody's story and it can, it can touch you in different ways and inspire you, motivate you. And, and you learn something new, I feel like, from, from each person, even if it's just that one thing. And mm-hmm. then in addition to, you're right, like we learned all about color, all about haircutting. Um, but the business side of things, which is 80% of everything, is just something that is just not in a major conversation. And I feel like it hasn't been until podcasts came about Mm -hmm. until, you know, discovering your guys' podcast as well and the education and the educators that you guys have on. This is transforming our industry and just uniting us together in just so many ways. Um, So now about your your best podcast, have you guys had any um, behind the scene podcast bloopers? Huh. Huh. Um, Jeez Louise. Like, Emergency landings. <laughs> yeah, we've had that. We've had a couple of emergency landings flying out to Montana. Yeah, like one where we had to make a, we're stopping in Salt Lake City. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, the, I guess the landing gear wouldn't come down. So we're circling and circling. And the flight attendant uh, wasn't making us uh, feel comfortable. No. And then all of a sudden you see uh, a dozen uh, emergency vehicles lined up on the runway where we're landing. So we're like, Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. But, we, we definitely thought we were toast at that point. You know, there was, cause there was, again, I mean, I don't, the runway was covered in, in, in emergency vehicles, you know? So we're like, I guess this is it, bro. Yeah. You know? So that, that was kind of scary. We were, uh, we were heading out to Montana um, to, uh, to visit with Schedulicity, um, our, our favorite company in the world. 
Um, but I guess a blue, here's one. You know, when we first started the podcast off, we really didn't know what we were doing and what really we needed. We thought one mic would be sufficient. And so here we are in our very first interview. We have one mic, and Corey and I are trying to share one mic. Yeah, and so we're bumping heads and we're like going like this, and, and I got to the point at, toward you know halfway through the end, I'm like, you know, Corey, go ahead. My head was already bruised. You know? I'm like, but yeah, make sure you're prepared. Make sure you you have the right equipment. Yeah, exactly. Um, so tell me about Schedulicity. This is um, one of your your main sponsors of your yeah. uh, the Hair Industry podcast. Yeah. What? How did how did you guys get connected with them? And, uh, we met, we, well, we met in LA, was it 2018? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we're 10 months in. Yeah, at the Modern Salon Digital Summit. And uh, we were just doing a podcast and he was, uh, we were actually doing a podcast with Ricky uh, Hair Godzino and Philip Wolf. And he was uh, just watching us do the podcast and he was uh, really kind of in, in, in uh, what, what's the word? In, in he, he, was he, just, he, he dug he, 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 he the, the owner of Schedulicity. His name is Jerry uh, Natuno and, and Jerry is a musician. So like he grew up being a musician. So he kind of like, he gets the energy, you know, he gets the energy that, 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 that we were giving Alf, you know I mean? Now, granted it, it had so little to do with Tony and I hope Jerry doesn't listen to this, right. but it had yeah. so little to do with what Tony and I were doing. But like Tony said, we had Philip Wolf in who's a rock star. We had hair Godzito who was a rock star. We but had, because we had them, we had a, a nice crowd wrapped yeah. around us because we were in the middle of a hallway doing a live podcast. So, you know, you had all those people there around us watching us do a podcast which was pretty cool and then jerry and then pretty much all weekend long jerry's like we got to talk we got to talk we got to talk and unfortunately because he, he had to fly out early and we were just mega busy that weekend um we didn't get to talk to him but about a week later he reached out to us and we had a zoom call with him and you know we didn't know who this guy was we had never kind of heard of schedulicity i mean obviously by the name schedulicity we knew that it was some kind of scheduling something um, and then he's like, boys, you got to come out to LA. And then, I mean, out to Montana, Bozeman, Montana, which is like, let me tell you, dude, at the beginning of this podcast, if we ever thought we were going to go to, well, first off LA, and then second off, like to Bozeman, Montana, you know, uh, we just never thought we would, it just, it wasn't even in the brain. Right. So then uh, literally within a couple of weeks, so we met him in November, the first week of November, 2018, the first week of December, uh, 2018, we were, we were in Montana, we were in Bozeman, Montana, um, meeting with Schedulicity and listen, dude, their company is ridiculous. If I personally, and I know Tony does too, whether he says it or not, but, um, but I, I, I respect companies whose, whose customer service is, is outstanding right? Like you can always tell like how much they care. Like, like, like I think, I think the big problem with like, say like a Comcast and the bad reputation that Comcast has is because their customer service was so bad. Not because it's a bad service, but their customer service is such a nightmare and it almost feels like it's purposeful. They're purposefully getting in the way so you don't call back, right? Or, the, or that. That's the opposite of what Schedulicity is. Schedulicity is amazing. Um, and, and it's not just because we have a relationship with them, with all of their, with all their, um, their, their client, uh, their clients, their clients, which well, is Well, they us. saw our heart for the industry and they matched our heart. They're, they're, they are very like-minded when it came to our industry. They gave so much. They, you know, when the first year we connected with them, they were giving away $10,000, $15,000 a month to hairdressers and, and uh, barbers and uh, 
just in our industry, you know, and when uh, the pandemic hit, you know, from March until September, they gave, they waived all their fees and gave it away for free, you know, to help try to take care of the so hairdresser. Jen, think about that for, for six months, they, they said, you know what, if our industry is not taking an income, we're not taking an income, you know, and, and they did that and it, it's, and, but they still offered services, right? Like you could still, you could still, if, if you were at work, you could still, you know, um, uh, uh, well, we went back in June, so we didn't have any schedulicity fees from June till September. Um, yeah. and, and, and on top of that, another thing that they've done is that they don't make with their credit card processing fees, you know, how square makes money is that they charge you a percentage. Well, schedulicity removed all that. So they're just giving you prime numbers. So there's, they're charging 1.99% and 10 cents a swipe, which is exactly what they're paying for it. You know, so they're not making any money on that, but why they did that was, you know, so we as hairdressers working behind the chair, we're at a better advantage to make money. Wow. Yeah, because normally that's like 3%. Yeah. yeah, like Square, I think is two point seven five across the board, and and schedule this is one point nine nine. Whether it's an American Express and, and twenty five cents a swipe and twenty, yeah, and and and, and schedule this is one point nine nine percent. No matter who it is, even American Express, which charges three or three and a half four percent, you know, they're eating they're eating that difference and uh, and the ten cent swipe. I mean, they're just if you want if you want to support a company that's truly there to support you and not make money off of you, schedule city's it. I mean, obviously they make money off of our industry, but 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 they're there for the industry, man. Like I, I, we're just blown away by them, man. Honestly, yeah. and not just because again we have a relationship with them. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, you know, we're we're not telling secrets here. Look it up. Are they more focused on? the salon suite business or do they also cater to salons and larger? I think they cater to salons, but I think the best benefit from them is the salon suites, you know, the, the independent um, uh, hairdressers. I think that, um, yeah, I think they're working on the the salon side of it uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit more, but it's definitely the salon suite. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I've tried so many different booking software and it's, some of them are just so robust that it's just overly complicated, complicated mm-hmm. for the client as well. And especially like going from a salon into a suite where it's like, you do all the things. It's like, how do we simplify this? How do we make this as easy as possible for us as the artists and for our clients? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty simple software to use it. And not only do we love it, Jen, our clients absolutely love it. You know, it's very, very easy for them. Literally, uh, I can rebook a client in under 10 seconds if it's a rebook. So if you're already on my book, I go, boop, 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 they're done. See you in eight weeks, you know, and then, and then there's, the, there's the appointment. It's so, so simple. That's one part of the uh, service that I really dislike is like that closing part where I'm like, I got to rebook your appointment. I'm also giving you your products and checking you out, taking your money. It's just a lot of things all at once, selling gift cards, right? So how do you make that, that process less awkward and mm-hmm. like as quick as possible, right? Because the guest is like, I don't want to leave. And you're like, I'm trying to figure out all my software program right now. You know what's cool that Schedulicity has is like if you have a product that's on sale, like let's say you have a hairspray that's on sale, when they go into the app to book their appointment, it'll, it'll pull up a page and saying, hey, when you're in, this, is, this product's going to be on sale. You can buy it now and just pick it up when you get in there. So it kind of relieves that kind of like process too. So, um, you know, if you have a product that's on sale, you can, you can kind of do that. And they, and they can purchase it even before they get in. You get an email that says, hey, uh, Jennifer bought a hairspray and a shampoo, yada, yada. And, you know, you just hand it to them. So, and that sale's done even before they walk in the door. That's amazing. Okay. Schedulicity. And I'll make sure to um, 
put in the show notes too how people can find out more information about them. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and then uh, we have a landing page. They put in Hairdistry. Uh, I'll send you the landing page. Hairdistry has a landing page there, so I'll send it to you, and then we can we can put that in the show. That way, they'll, they'll you know, not saying they wouldn't take great care of you. They always take great care of you, but they'll they'll know that uh, you're affiliated with us, and somehow they'll they'll mm-hmm. take uh, special care of you. Extra care. I, I'd like the the Corey and Tony special, please. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> 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 so talking about products, um, you guys have something pretty huge coming up soon. Um, do you want to share anything about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't listen, please pay attention to our Instagram at hair industry. Um, we, uh, we've got something pretty exciting about it. Um, originally, um, we're a couple months behind. So we, we, we reached out to a bunch of our friends in the industry and, uh, see if they would donate to a package that we want to put together. I'm kind of representing, um, we have a milestone. We just, we just had a milestone and we wanted to kind of celebrate with, with the people that listen and the people that follow us on Instagram. So, um, basically we have a ton of products that people gave us and we've put together the ultimate stylist kit. Um, and it's one kit for one person. It's value is about is over $5,000 and, and it, it's, it, it, it's bonkers what, what's in the kit. It's, um, Hanzo, uh, they gave a set of shears, a set of thinning shears. So that's two shears that Hanzo gave. Um, Sam Via gave us a blow dryer, gave us curling irons, gave us uh, flat irons, gave us a bunch of brushes. It's pretty much he gave us our, the entire, uh, I think he called it the art, uh, artistic series or the artistry series. So he's given us that entire art, uh, artistry series. Uh, Zuka, which is, uh, you know, they, they're the, uh, the, they have the silicone wraps that go around the neck to keep you, your client extra specially clean. Um, it keeps hair out. It keeps water out of their collars. It's kind of, for me, it's kind of like like the old barber strips, the old paper barber strips, except it's made out of silicone. So it's like, it, it's, it, it, it just creates a nice seal in there. It's very comfortable to wear. Um, and they're, they, 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 they're donating a couple of those, um, that those will be in the package and it's their Phillips, it's their Philip Wolf series. So you get this really uh, dope bag with Phillips, uh, logo on it. Um, Olivia Garter, garden, Olivia garden. I always say garter for what, for whatever reason, but <laughs> Olivia garden, They've, they've given us a bunch of um, detangling brushes um, and how they're different than the other detangling brushes is that you can actually blow dry with them. They're not going to melt in the hair. Um, I made that mistake once. Um, you can actually blow dry with them. They're also giving us a bunch of PPE stuff. So giving us, giving you guys uh, a bunch of PPE stuff. So what they have is clean bags. So you put your combs in there and they know that they're clean. You put your hair brushes in the clean bags and they know that the, uh, uh, the bags are, uh, the brushes are clean. They're giving uh, the station wrap. So they have this big wrap that goes around the station. So you know that the uh, the chair so you know that the chair is the, so you know that the chair is clean uh, that's olivia garden um uh, Fomar gave us a bunch of color stuff so they gave us a bunch of color brushes and a bunch of clips and a bunch of that kind of stuff maddie conrad uh donated one of his amazing aprons um that, that you see the victory aprons um uh, uh vivian mckinder uh she donated a um a razor so uh with some blades there so uh uh, Vivian McKinder uh, gave us those, and I hope I'm not forgetting. Schedulicity. Schedulicity. Forgot about that. Yeah, Schedulicity is giving a year of, uh, of services for free. Uh, Salon Scales is giving a year of, of service free. Plus, you get a scale um, on there. Uh, if you're not aware of Salon Scale, um, they just make your job a lot easier because it actually, they, you can figure out exactly how much a color is, is costing you. Um, so then you can, uh, you know, push that fee forward to your, to your client. 
Um, and then we have some other people too that are donating some stuff that uh, as soon as we get it in, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll start talking about it. But there's other people that want to participate. If you're listening to this and you're a brand and you want to participate and you want to throw something into the Ultimate Stylist Kit, by all means, reach out to us and uh, you know, we'll take your swag. Oh, I love it. Okay, so you're going to keep everybody posted on how this one lucky winner will mm-hmm. be able to get their hands on the Ultimate Stylist Kit. Yeah, so it'll be it'll, it'll you know it'll be an Instagram contest. Uh, I'm sure of that. We just have to figure out exactly what the details are are going to be. Um, it, we'll, we'll make it as simple as we possibly can. Yeah, we're working at the fine details now, and we'll have it up and running pretty soon. Yep, and and you know you'll 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 enter the month of December, and we're doing the giveaway you know, sometime between Christmas and New Year's. So uh, you will be all set if you're that lucky winner. You're going to be all set for 2021 with a whole new kit. Can I, can I, I know <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. Yeah. So speaking about 2021, what's, what's your guys's goal? Do you have any particular goals for yourself as a salon suite owner or some goals for Heritage podcast? I mean, I think my, my goals as a salon suite owner is, you know, the word of 2020, um, certainly this is survival. I kind of want to get past um, survival mode. I mean, if I'm being frank and I'm being honest, like, you know, we've, we've long run out of our rainy day funds. So I would love to start to put that money back into our rainy uh, day funds. Um, I'd, I'd certainly like to, you know, as a business start running as a business again and not be in survival mode, you know, I'd like to make some money instead of just surviving, surviving this thing. Um, you know, that certainly is, I mean, I think we're going to see that second half of 2021 than we are you know, first half. I don't think much is going to change between now and the first half of 2021. Um, so that that's my personal goal there. Um, it's really hard to see past that, you know, a little bit um, at this point. Um, and then, you know, Heritage for Street, we have, uh, we're going to launch a website in 2021. And uh, it's going to be uh, very, uh, you know, industry uh, just focused and friendly. Yeah. Love that. Maybe a, a resource library of all your amazing podcasts that you guys have. Yeah, I mean, definitely. That that's the goal. We we want to we want to we want to be a resource. You know, continue to be a resource for the industry. That's amazing. I love that. Um, is there any um, last words of wisdom you would love to share with our listeners? Maybe somebody who um, is also maybe thinking about podcast or um, wants to get more involved in the industry? Um, if you want to start a podcast, I would say, um, reach out to Corey. <laughs> reach out to Jennifer. Um, you, you know, I, I would just say that, that, like, do the podcast uh, without the ego. You know, like, like do it, do it with, with the end user in mind um, and, and, and think about what would best benefit them. Um, as opposed to, you know, what, what could benefit yourself? Because there's just no, there's no value in that. You know, at the end of the day, nobody cares about you. They care about what you bring and, and how you make them feel. So I think that that continues. So, and I mean, the, the great Crystal once said, you know, the answer is already no. So don't be afraid to ask because you might be surprised. Mm, I love that. Awesome, you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. I'm going to make sure to put all of your social links and um, how people can get more in touch with Schedulicity and um, to learn more about your podcast. So thank you, guys. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. If you love to keep track of your favorite shows, then subscribe to this podcast to receive the newest edition when it's released. This podcast was created with you in mind, so I'd love to get your review to learn how this podcast has helped you in your career. And because I love my listeners and want to connect more, join me in our free Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash salon and suite business. My mission is to help beauty professionals like you create a career that supports the life you want to live. Thank you for being a part of the journey.